Hi, friend, and welcome to the Brand Strategy Podcast, a show created to equip you with the inspiration, encouragement, and clarity you need to build the brand of your dreams. I'm your host, Bonnie Bakhtiari, brand designer, strategist, and founder of The Illum Retreat. From sustainable strategy to heartfelt encouragement, each episode is designed to equip you with the tools you need to chase after your dreams. Because you deserve a brand that empowers you to do what you love, connects with your dream clients, and offers a deep sense of fulfillment along the way. So grab a cup of coffee and join me on this journey, won't you? Friends, welcome back to the Brand Strategy Podcast, where today we have such a fantastic conversation lined up. This one is especially for my fellow graphic brand and web designers, and we're going to be talking about how to book an entire quarter of design work in a matter of weeks with Natalia Gaetan. And if you have not had the absolute pleasure of connecting with Natalia before, well then, I am especially honored to be able to introduce y'all because she is such an incredible designer who understands the act, the juggling process that goes into running a business and also parenting. And I know so many of y'all who are tuning in today can really relate to that because you know that growing a business and keeping your tiny humans alive is absolutely no joke. Natalia is a really talented designer who works with mompreneurs to create high-quality, accessible brands and website design that works 24-7 for their businesses so that they don't have to. I'm also honored to share that she is one of the members of my signature program for designers, the Brand Strategy School, and actually the reason why we decided to have this conversation today is a couple of months ago, she shared inside our community this amazing milestone that she had accomplished. She was able to book out an entire quarter of her calendar with incredible projects with the kinds of clients that she wants to work with. So I know that for the designers who are tuning in today who are also wanting to fill their calendars with with just incredible projects that they're pleased to take on, that she can provide her own experience and how she made this happen. So with all that being said, Natalia, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely, Bonnie. Thank you for the invitation. I'm super excited. I'm an avid follower and uh, it's just super fun to be here. I was so glad to hear that. And it's super fun to get to chat with you today. And if you're up for it, I'd love it if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and this incredible business that you've built. Absolutely. Well, my name is Natalia. I am from Colombia. Uh, that's in South America, not not the state, in case you're wondering. <laughs> I've been in the States for, it's going to be 10 years now. I am the owner and creative director of Power Up Brand and Design, where I offer brand and website design services for mom-owned businesses. Uh, I'm located in Frisco, Texas. I do work with clients uh, around the country and out of the country as well. And I'm here trying to, like you said, keep my two tiny humans alive and then grow a business. Um, and it's it's been quite an interesting adventure. I really wasn't born with um, the entrepreneur gene. My husband was, and he's actually been the one that's been rubbing, rubbing it on me. So everything just kind of happened. I didn't really set out to be a business owner. I was happy and content and in love with my corporate career. I was in apparel design for 
a little bit over 10 years. I worked for multiple corporate uh, companies. I worked for TJ Maxx or Marshalls and JCPenney. So I was there and I was having a blast growing, you know, going up the ladder. And then COVID came. And I think as a lot of people, COVID really brought a lot of challenges, but also brought a lot of light and to an opportunity to like reevaluate our purpose. So really how everything started, I got furloughed from my job and I was lost. I was completely lost because I was really set on, you know, becoming a senior designer and maybe a creative director someday. Um, But just life surprised me and I had to like take another route. I've been doing graphic design and website design on the side for a while, but it wasn't really like my main source of income. But I guess follow, just put it in perspective. And my husband was like, hey, you've got this gift. Do you connect really well with other women and other people? Maybe this is just something that we should do. So I went on there, Facebook, and reached out to my fellow moms on Facebook groups. And I kind of offered a couple of my services. And things just started going really fast. The, the business grew super fast, super quick. I think within the first four months, I had seven clients lined up and everybody was changing careers, right? Like everybody was doing the same that I was doing. Um, so that's how we got started. And then I got called back from furlough <laughs> and they were like, hey, yeah, your your corporate job is back on. So I went back, but I couldn't like go my other client because I already you know, signed contracts and done all the fun things. So for a whole year, I did nine to five and then a nine to 3 Mm a.m. Just kind of keeping my second um, wind of power up and just kept growing. And one year later, uh, my husband took me to Tulum. He sat me on the beach and he was like, you you just need to (laughs) just, just quit. This is it. I can see you're happy. I can see you have a purpose. We can just manage for now and let's just jump. Um, so it's been a year since I've been doing Power Up as a full-time job. Um, and things just keep changing. It's like having a baby, right? Like every time you think you have the routine down, damn, things change again. So yeah, it, it's been quite an adventure. <laughs> I absolutely love hearing that story. I, I'm over here and like there's so many different parts of your story that are kind of giving me this like, warm and fuzzy feeling in my heart of like, first of all, how amazing. I think it's just so admirable that you faced a challenge that so many people faced during the pandemic. You were furloughed from your nine to five, but you took that as an opportunity to figure out a way to go out there and use your skills, use your passion for design and create your own your own business in that way. And then also, it sounds like your husband, oh my gosh, what an incredibly supportive partner to, to see to see how excited you were and how happy you were with your client work and having your own business and, you know, sitting you down on the beach and sharing with you, hey, let's do this. Let's go for it. I, I absolutely like love, love, love that story. Yeah, it makes me think of something you talk about a lot in the brand strategy school. And it's about like defining what success means to you as an individual. Uh, And I talked about that with my clients all the time. And it's really just thinking, 
what is it that makes you happy? What's your purpose and why are you doing things? So to me, I'm in a season of my life where happy is the new rich, right? Like I don't want to be rich. I just want to be happy and enjoy with my family. And that's how I feel I'm rich. Just it kind of like takes a different spin in, in life. Yeah. Wow. I really, really respect that perspective of happiness is something that I think just personally, a lot of us feel like we can spend years of our lives chasing. But if we don't actually take the time like you've done to sit down and define what makes us happy and what those values are and what success looks like, We can be hustling and chasing and not really experiencing the kind of fulfillment that we want to. And it sounds like to me through through some of those highs and some of those lows, especially over the last, I'd say probably two years, but probably more than that, (laughs) you and your family have focused on identifying what success looks like so that you're able to, your business is is supporting that definition of success, right? It's helping you pursue that. Absolutely. Hmm, I have so much respect for that. And knowing that you work with mompreneurs through the work that you do with them, do you focus on helping them figure out what success looks like and how they can build businesses that help them, you know, be present for what matters most and who matters most, which is probably in this season of life, their families? Yes. No, it's getting to that point where I've decided to only or mostly work with mompreneurs has also been a, a fun part of the journey. I think as most of us designers, when we start, like we just want to take anything and everything, right? Because we want to make ends meet and we want to mm-hmm. just produce and make things uh, happen. But I think every time we we find kind of like a, a challenging client, that's when we're, we like start to pivot a little bit more. So I started working for everybody then I had a couple of experiences with men-owned businesses, if that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really giving me that peace that I was looking for. Uh, I think men and women just have a different perspective of inspiration and, you know, all the beautiful things. Um, so I really started working with female-owned businesses. And then I, <laughs> I hit a wall where I was also having some challenges. And when I noticed who the challenging clients were for me, it was really the women that couldn't understand what it takes to be a mom and have a business. So Mm -hmm. that's when I kind of took a step back and thought about my my business as a whole, my purpose, and then how I was building those connections with my clients. And now I can tell you that 90% of my clients are now my closest friends because Mm -hmm. When we start our design process, or even when we meet or have our consultation call, I'm telling you, 40% of that call is talking about parenting and about being sleep deprived, and like having 700 cups of coffee and like changing diapers. And then we start talking about business. And for us, mompreneurs, really, our business is another baby, right? Mm-hmm. It's the growing pains, all those things, and letting go creative direction of your baby is really hard. So when you find somebody that you can trust and understands where you're coming from as a person, as a business owner, it's so much easier to make that connection and kind of like let go and trust. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where that niche came from and why it's been so successful so far. 
That makes a lot of sense. And and as I'm hearing you say that, in my mind, I'm thinking that there's something so powerful about as, as a designer, working with clients who we know that we can support and we know that we can help because we uniquely understand what it's like to be in their shoes. And I believe that you're so powerfully equipped to help mompreneurs and the ways that you help them. And you're able to empathize and understand because you are, you know what it's like to be an entrepreneur, a business owner, and a parent. And you understand the challenges that these women are experiencing. And I I really love that that's something that you chose to lean into and you chose to pursue. And for those who are tuning in today, if you find yourself struggling to figure out what your niche is, I would encourage you to, to you know, go back a little bit and, and re-listen to Natalia talking about how she very organically came to this niche because it, it it's something where when we are able to feel that fulfillment, when we're able to help our clients feel seen, heard, and valued. That can be a very fulfilling um, relationship. And, and like you said, Natalia, you, what, like 90% of your clients are, are now your friends. <laughs> yes, I think it's a very strong connection uh, that you build around the brand, right? Because for me, that's my brand. Like I'm trying to empower other moms to achieve their business dreams and that's how I built my messaging. That's how I'm building everything around it. So I think for moms to feel that tribe mm-hmm. vibe, if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. uh, that's been making it for me so much easier to build my own tribe. Um, and then I'm finding ways to empower them, not only through you know my the brand and website design services but i have a live series on instagram where we talk about their business we have i have a blog on my website so trying to find ways to really have them shine versus talk about me and that's also been super fulfilling and fun Mm-hmm. I love that. Now, I know that you recently celebrated a really big milestone in your business. Of, I think it was actually at the, the start of the year, you booked out your entire calendar for a, for a full quarter with client work. And first of all, I need for us to take a minute and, and just acknowledge <laughs> how fantastic that is. Celebrate that. That is yes. absolutely a big win. And I hope you're very proud of yourself. But out of curiosity, I'd love to know, like, what kind of steps did you take to make that happen? You know what? Um, it's funny that we, we put on those words. I feel like since I started, I've been constantly being booked out in the sense that I've had lots of clients to work with. I think this is the first quarter since I started that I feel that I'm booked out with my dream client. So I think it makes her more special for me. And I think there's lots of things that happen there. Um, I think the brand strategy school helped me a lot, just kind of to take a step back, look at my design process. I had a lot of things to figure out there, but mostly just kind of, the, I think it's the same that we just talked about. And it's about what is my definition of success and how do I want a booked out quarter to look like? So to me, mm-hmm. it was, having a certain amount of clients, but the the right clients at the right price that could make me feel confident and ready to like tackle those projects, but also have a work-life balance. Mm -hmm. So I think 
those were the things like I set my boundaries. I, I set out um, my outline for what I really dreamed and wanted. And using the brand strategy school and a couple other things um, that I updated on my business, that's really how I got there. Wow. So one thing that I really admire about the way that you you set that goal as you were starting the year, you didn't just think about, okay, I want to book a certain number of clients and I need to go out and find those people. You thought about how you wanted to feel, like what you wanted your life to look like and what you wanted your day to day to look like and feel like in terms of like time and energy and presence. And that's something that I find it so easy for us, especially as goal-oriented designers. It can be easy for us to forget. It's not just about the number of clients you're working with, but how do you want to feel when you're working with those clients? And what do you want your life to look like when you have that much work on your plate? Yes. And like what kind of projects you're working on. I think it's a big one. What kind of people you're working with. And then just what you said, finding that right balance. So I think like I've, I've been booking lots of clients for the past two years, but I think this is the quarter where I feel that I'm truly booked out and then I'm excited to go through with it. I don't know if that makes any sense because sometimes we like overcommit just to like see the dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when you get there, it's a drag, right? Like you mm-hmm. just can't, I I personally get paralyzed because I am not a very anxious person. So even before I start, like I look at my calendar and I freeze. And <laughs> this time it just feels very purposeful. Um, and I feel like because I have a more defined and strategic design process in a longer timeline with like lots of touch points where I can enjoy the design from my side, um, it also feels like a win. Mm, yes, that makes absolute sense. And I know that I can I can relate to that, that feeling of when, you know, when I when I look back and look back on the day when I was, you know, newer in this business and I was still building my experience and my expertise as a designer. Uh, I can remember taking on projects because, you know, like you said, you want that that certainty, that security of having that income coming in. And at that point, maybe you're not quite as intentional about what kinds of clients you're booking. So you might book some ideal clients, but I know in my experience, I also booked some not so ideal clients. And like you were saying earlier, that can be something that drains your energy and can be something that you're not excited once the project date rolls around to actually do that work. But also, like you were saying, it can be really valuable to have that experience of working with some of those not-so-ideal clients so you can appreciate when you do really understand who your ideal clients are. You can truly appreciate how powerful it is and how freeing it is and in some ways how fun it can be to look at your calendar and see wow, I have all these projects coming up and each one of them is with an ideal client. And that's absolutely something we're celebrating. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's the one thing I'm most excited about. It just feels like the messaging I've been crafting through my marketing and everywhere else, it feels like it's really resonating with a specific kind of person. And that just makes me really happy. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know that 
kind of what we've been talking about, you you very clearly have a deep understanding of of the kinds of clients you want to work with and who they are and the season of life they're in and you know what what goals they want to achieve in their business. Well, what are some of the the investments that you you invested in or some of the actions that you took to help level up your services and level up your messaging so that you could connect with those kinds of people over and over again like you have been? I love that question because I'm all about talking investments. I think as brand (laughs) designers, we're always telling our clients to invest in your business. Invest, Mm -hmm. like that's the word, right? Like the trending word, because it is an investment when you're spending thousands of dollars in a project uh, for your business. So I think when you're on the other side, you don't really appreciate until you live it as well. Like you also have to invest in your business. So I love talking about this because I talk about it on my social media a lot. I'm always saying, okay, I keep telling you guys to invest, but I'm going to tell you what I've invested in. That's really helped my business as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think for the first year of my business, as I said, like I was trying lots of different things, also different clients as, as I felt that that niche was starting to just show up organically. I was a little scared to niche down. So the first thing that I did was invest in a marketing mentor. So I really had, it was like a power hour kind of project where we like designed our app, my avatar and kind of like mm-hmm. defined all those points, like things that she loves to do. She loves to go to Target, like all those fun things. Mm-hmm. And that's helped a lot for my messaging. Once I was super confident with that, I invested in my copywriting uh, for my website. And super shout out to my copywriter, Micah from Blossom Copy, that she just really, it was just, it's mind blowing. Like all, everything that you said at the beginning of the interview, that's everything that Micah has written for me. And it's been a game changer. And then I invested in brand photography uh, for my website, for my content. And that was also so fun because everybody kept telling me, just, just get pictures of you being all like designery and you know, like mood boards and things. But I was adamant to bring my girls to the to the pictures nice. and have them be uh like yeah be part of it because I'm talking about being a mompreneur and kind of like you know trying to build a brand during nap time. So I brought them in and the pictures with them have really connected with people. So I think those three things were my first move. And when I put those three things together, I started getting a lot more leads and then I realized that my process was not where I needed it to be to take all those clients in um then and that's when I started looking for some support in the design world and that's where I found you and the brand strategy school was kind of like my last my latest investment and and it just was really the cherry on top it just felt like the right recipe for success so it's I've invested in a couple of things um, and they've been really great ingredients for a great recipe. Mm. I love how you how you define that where it's not just, you know, one or two things, but it's this combination of things and it's like the order in which you invested in them. Like, you know, the I think that each of those pieces, if you looked at them individually, like brand photography, copywriting, marketing support, the brand strategy school, they're all great. But when you walk through them in the way where 
you are you're focusing on how the how they can work together and how these tools and these resources can do that heavy lifting for you you know that's where you start to see that traction and i'm i'm over here like as you were talking about that i was just like smiling and nodding along because when I, when you said brand photography, instantly my mind went to the photos of you and your girls on your website. And like, there's just pure joy, like radiating from those photos. And then when you pair those images with the copy that your copywriter helped you craft about talking about how you're building your business, you know, during nap time or after everyone goes down for the evening and, you know, what it's like to be building a business while trying to keep two tiny humans alive. It all just, it clicks and it comes together. And I can see how all of those investments have made it easy for your ideal client to want to connect with you because they understand who you are. They can see what matters to you, what you value, and they can clearly see how you can help them. So I really love those individual ingredients and how all that came together (laughs) to be such a powerful recipe for you. Yeah, it's been been fun. And then meeting all those people, like meeting you, uh, cause we've connected over email and through the group, like connecting with the copywriter that, that now she's one of my partners as I create websites for other people. So just those creating those personal connections have also been, it's been amazing. Mm, absolutely. And there's something so fantastic. That's one of my favorite things about having my own business is the relationships that you can build, the connections that you can create and, you know, it's it can sometimes feel isolating to be a solopreneur or to be sitting behind your laptop day in and day out and it's just you at your dining table or something like that. But when you when you do look at the relationships that you can cultivate as a direct byproduct of the business that you're building, it can be really exciting. It's something that, you know, you're in this with other folks. And it's amazing, like you were saying, to be able to see how even after you, you know, finished working with your copywriter, that then opened up a partnership where y'all can work together in other ways for, you know, months and months, if not years to come. Yes. And you know what? Also, I think the experience of being on the other side of the investment part of it all has made me um, realize lots of the things that I was missing in my own process. So that's been also super fun, like realizing that how how was I building websites without copy before? I don't, I, I will never know. Like, I don't want to even remember those days. <laughs> so now like some things like that and then photography, like those two things, for example, now they're in my contract, like in bold letters. So if you're like a client and you're not willing to bring in you know, professional copy and then professional photography, then that means we're not a good fit. So it also has helped me set out super strong boundaries around the things that I've invested in already. So that's been fun too. That's really smart. And that's a really fantastic way to take your own personal experiences and allow them to influence the way that you support your clients or the, the resources or the investments that you point them towards as well. So that is... That's a really good tip. (laughs) Well, I know that we've talked a little bit about this and you shared kind of a little snapshot of what business was like, especially when you were just getting started. But when you look back on your business before you joined the brand strategy school, how did you feel about your business, you know, before you joined this this community and what did business kind of look like um, in those before times? 
I think the word is chaotic for sure. Um, <laughs> I coming from a corporate job, especially in design, like if anybody's listening and you have worked in corporate product development or design, the timelines and the process like that is non-negotiable when you're in that setting. That's kind of the love language, right? Like process and timelines and there's like smart calendars, there's milestone meetings. So I think I really took a lot from that experience for me. And then I brought it into my process, which was great because having a process didn't feel new to me. Mm-hmm. Like I already had that structure because um, I've been working with it for so long. I had also worked with so many people that weren't designers. So kind of walking a non-designer human <laughs> through a design process was a thing I could do easily. But I think because I've been doing it in a team setting for so long, I wasn't really ready to take on all the parts by myself, if that makes any sense. So I think my process was, it was there, but it was chaotic. And I think I wasn't really doing a good job onboarding my clients, offboarding my clients, and then speaking confidently about my my value. Um, And I think that's where the Brown Strategy School really changed things for me. It gave me the tools to polish that process, polish that uh, client experience, and really help me get there um, in a confident way, which, oh my gosh, it just feels so much better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So after walking through the Brand Strategy School, and you've been a part of this community for a while, and and we've I've personally felt very <laughs> honored to be able to to witness the growth that you've been experiencing and the the way that you've been connecting with your ideal clients. But um, from your perspective, how how would you describe how you feel about your business now after walking through? the program and when what things kind of look like or feel like for you? I feel, I think now it just looks like I'm riding a really soft, peaceful wave. Um, I think it's allowed me to design a process that has me and my client in mind. It's not only about the client. So kind of really infusing a lot of my personal needs in the timeline as well. I think that's been super helpful, like what I need to achieve a successful project. So I think the section in in the Brown Strategy School where you talk about dream clients and all those questions and have you have people do the exercise for themselves first. Oh my gosh, that was such a game changer. And I think now I have lots of those questions infused in my own process and it's really helped me get much more specific information from my clients before I start designing. And that has turned into less revisions for sure. Um, and like happier clients. So they do feel like I'm in their head. So that's been great. And then on the other hand, I think there are lots of documents in there that I have literally just like translated into my own words. Yes. But it's been helpful for non-revision um, concepts. So when I send out an approval and having the tools to ask the right questions have been, oh my God, it has been such a game changer. The amount of people that just, because you work with people that are not designers. So when they give feedback, it's mostly, oh, make it pop or, 
make it cooler, but that really gives you no direction as a designer. So I think those tools and those questions that you've shared with us, not only in the in the course, but inside the community has been, oh, those have been very helpful. I'm so glad to hear that. And honestly, I'm just so thrilled to hear that like you've you've been able to to take those resources and implement them with your clients and get that great feedback and you know work through uh, those that pre-work in a way where it enables you as the designer to bring really strong concepts to present to your clients right off the bat. So like you said, they feel like, wow, you're in my head. You get it. You understand exactly what I wanted. And like as a designer, I can personally say that's such a good feeling when your clients are looking at the work that you're delivering and they're saying like, wow, that's exactly that's exactly what I wanted. I just didn't know how to put it into words. And it's like you read my mind. <laughs> Yeah, that's an exciting feeling. And I think as a designers, we're always, or I don't know if this happens to you, but I feel super intimidated because when we're creating, it's personal to us. Like that's mm-hmm. a new baby we're creating and having people judge or comment just, it gives, I personally gives me a lot of anxiety. And I, these formats that you've showed us how to design and the questions and the feedback, it just feels like it's less judgmental like it's less personal like it's most it's more like business focused and specific to the design so I think that also has taken away a layer of anxiety for me versus having conversations that well I don't like it like I'm not sure like I don't know what it is and then you get all like angsty because you don't know what is it that you're not nailing so Mm -hmm. I think that's that's also been a game changer for for my business Absolutely. Because, you know, the, the, the way that I designed the brand strategy school was based on my own experience and like what I've seen work over the years that I've been designing with my own clients. And so a big part of that is yes, brand strategy. And like, yes, that's the foundation of, of the experience that we're walking our clients through, but also the workflows and the communication we have with our clients and the way that we ask questions and the way that we gather feedback, because all of that factors into the work that we're doing as designers and makes it easier to serve our clients at a high level and leads us to to work that we're able to present that has zero revisions or just has like one round of revisions versus that nonstop back and forth of like seemingly endless revisions that I definitely know I experienced in my early days in business. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And I think in there, there is a sample of one of your project timelines and that, Mm -hmm. that one, (laughs) that was like my lifesaver. Because um, I could see from your perspective how you're breaking down the project, and it just it just gave me a sense of freedom because I was rushing through things to to meet a certain timeline. Like I was sending out, let's say, the mood board and like the concepts, everything together from the beginning. So mm-hmm. seeing that you're breaking it out in little chunks and pieces, oh, that has also made a big difference for me because when they have approved kind of like the mood board and that that concept, then you feel confident to move to the next step and start designing. So Mm -hmm. that specific document, Bonnie, thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) You're so welcome. Wow. I'm so glad to hear that that was, that was helpful. And, you know, you were talking about 
having a timeline that works for you and a timeline that works with the way that you want to guide your clients through that process. And for every designer who's tuning in, knowing how you want to structure your project timelines and knowing how you want to walk clients through those those individual points gives you so much context and gives you so much more freedom, I feel, in terms of how you're spending your time working with that client. So like you're saying, Natalia, instead of just like rushing through all of these points and kind of like all these, these project milestones, instead having the client walk through them one at a time so that each milestone builds on what's coming next. I I feel that in my own experience, that gives me more control over how I'm spending my time so that I'm not feeling like chained to my computer with every client I'm taking on. I feel like I can make some progress on you know the mood board and make some progress on my my logo sketches, my identity presentation. And I can do that you know, at my own pace. And it's not something that I have to like sacrifice time away from my family or sacrifice my sleep or anything like that in order to get it done. Would you, would you feel like the timeline helps you feel like you know how to spend your time in a way that, that aligns with how you're defining success? Yes. And I think it also helps take away that guessing part of it all. Like it, it helps you show up confidently as an expert, right? Like when you're walking people step by step and like you get one thing approved before you move to the other one, you're also setting expectations so that your client can see, okay, this person really wants to nail this so we don't have to go back and like change the palette when you already have the sketches. You're just like really being mindful and purposeful in every little move and in every contact point that you have with your clients. And I think not only that as a timeline and kind of like guarding your peace of mind and your freedom, but for me, when I restructured my process and my timeline, that gave me a new perspective on when I needed to touch base with my clients and how should I do it. So I think before I was always having meetings with them in presence. And now I feel like I feel confident to do some of those things via, you know, the Dubsado or Honeybook or CRM or just sending an email versus having to meet every single time or mm. just having all emails. So having that really good balance of like handholding because your client wants that, you know, VIP experience, they're really paying for the experience of a whole, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they, they don't want you to take away their baby. They want to be included but they also want you to do all the heavy lifting. So I think it's really given me a new perspective on when I should be touching base with my clients in person or email or text um, and kind of free, letting that freedom come to both of us. Mm, mm-hmm. That makes so much sense. And I'm so glad to hear that that you're experiencing that and that your clients are experiencing that because, well, you and I both know as designers, like a branding project or a website design project can be, it's, it's, a, it's a labor of love. Like it's time intensive and there's a lot of skill and strategy that we're bringing into it. And there's also a lot of, a lot of, you know, input and collaboration that we need from our clients to do work that we're really proud of. But that doesn't mean that it needs to be something that is like making us all feel 
changed to our computers into the wee hours of the morning and something that we're losing sleep over and something that's stressful. Like I, I love hearing that it sounds like you have you have taken the tools inside the brand strategy school and you've used them to create a client experience and a project process that allows you to serve your clients at a high level and allows you to be drawing healthy boundaries as well that allow you to still be present with your family when it matters. Yes, I think that's key. And I think for them, because they most of them have never really gone through a design process with a professional designer, mm. they have so many questions and they're not sure what's going to happen, how long they need to be logged on or when do we need to call. So I think having that outline from the beginning kind of giving them a very specific welcome kit, like the one that you outline on the strategy school, like that gives them so much peace of mind. They feel they can trust you, that that you know your stuff and you will get them there. Even if they're not fluent in design, I have so many people from my clients, they, they start working on the brand uh, strategy book or questionnaire. <laughs> they texted me like, here, these are my feelings about the questionnaire. At the beginning, I was really scared now that I'm doing it, it just feels right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think they, they also get time to like reflect and think about things they've never thought before for their business. So I think it just goes both ways, having that structure and that breakdown. Mm, absolutely. Well, what we've been talking about today, a lot of this theme that I've kind of seen running throughout our conversation is you know, knowing who your ideal clients are and working with your ideal clients is is where we start to see that that traction of feeling like our businesses are helping us to pursue our unique definitions of success and have the kind of impact that we want in the lives and businesses of the people that we're working with. And one question that I always love to ask at the end of every every conversation here on the podcast comes back to a final piece of encouragement or a final piece of advice that you would like to share to the designers who are listening today who are they've been listening they've been hearing how you've taken action to connect with your ideal clients and how to do that consistently. So what kind of encouragement or advice would you want to share? with them so that they can go out there and start connecting with their ideal clients too. I think my advice is to walk the talk Mm -hmm. (laughs) because as we talked about before, like we're always telling people to invest in their business because brand and website is an investment. You can't do it all as a business owner. Like we're great designers. We're super talented at some things. As you say, you always like you have your own zone of genius. It's okay to let go and then invite other people to support you as you're asking your clients to do with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's a hard thing to do. But when you do it, it's just so liberating. And I understand that budget is, is always a challenge because we're entrepreneurs. We kind of like have it very limited sometimes. But Mm -hmm. I do feel like when you have a chance to invest in something that you don't feel is your expertise, just go for it. If it's like you don't feel confident with your process and you need support like from the brand strategy school, it's worth it. Like if if you feel like you're not compelling your messaging or you're not writing your messaging and it's not as compelling as you want it to be on your website or on 
or uh, on your captions on social media, just work with a copywriter, just kind of apply, right? Just mm. walk the talk is my advice. <laughs> Such good advice. I so appreciate that. Now, Natalia, where can people find you online if they want to follow along with the work that you're doing, if they want to start tuning into some of these amazing Instagram lives that you're doing? How can they connect with you? Well, you can find me online. My website is powerup-bd.com. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I am at Power Up BD. Lots of fun design stuff, but also lots of parenting stuff. So that's it's it's a fun mix. <laughs> That's awesome. And for those who are tuning in, as always, we're going to have all of Natalia's links in the show notes for today's episode. So if you go to brandstrategypodcast.com and click on the latest episode link, you'll be able to find the quick links to her Instagram, to her website, so that you can connect with her and follow along on her journey as well. And I know today we've been talking a lot about the Brand Strategy School, which is my signature program for graphic brand and web designers to show you how to generate consistent 10K months without adding more to your already overflowing plate. And if what we've been talking about, if you know the, the little kind of behind the scenes that Natalia has been sharing has intrigued you or it's something that you want to learn more about, you can actually go to biasforbonnydesign.com slash brand-strategy-school to learn more. And if you want to learn more about the method that I teach inside this self-paced program, you can actually check out a totally free training that I've created for you that walks you through the method that I used to grow my business. And it'll show you how you can exponentially grow your business without taking on more clients than you can handle or you know, stressing yourself out or adding more to your plate. And you can find that free on-demand training at biasforbonnydesign.com slash training. Now, with all that being said, Natalia, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I personally found found so much wisdom and so much inspiration in your journey and in the way that you're connecting with your clients and in the way that you're pursuing your definition of success. And I am confident that those who are tuning in today as well have just gleaned so much so much wisdom from you. So thank you so much for your time and for coming on the show. No, thank you, uh, Bonnie, for the invitation. It's been so fun to get, like, get to know you a little bit better too. So I'll see you in the Facebook group. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I will see you in the Facebook group. And for those who've been tuning in today, thank you as always for tuning in to this week's episode. And we will see you again next time, next week. And we'll be cheering you on from Waco. Thank you so much for joining me today, friend. Before you go, I would be so grateful to receive your feedback on the Brand Strategy Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or the podcast in general has helped you grow your brand, I'd really appreciate it if you left us a review in iTunes. Your positive reviews enable the Brand Strategy Podcast to continue to grow and reach like-minded creatives just like you. Thank you for all your support and encouragement as together we pursue building brands with purpose and intention. Until next time, I'm cheering you on from Waco.